You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. I received a very interesting piece from the desk of Canon Asset Managers, and it says the following, JSE All Share Index 2020 Timeline. And the reason I like it is because I can understand it. It's like a graphic as well as being embellished by script as well. The first thing it says is 31st of December of last year, 2019, Wuhan reports 27 pneumonia-related cases of unknown cause, and that sort of sets the scene for 2020. To describe this excellent piece of work is Dr. Adrian Savile, who's a founder Founder, the founder, rather, and CEO of Canon Asset Managers. It really does put it into perspective what happened in 2020. And we're not talking so much international stuff, which is obviously very important, but also really intertwined with the South African situation. So it's very easy to understand. First of all, after that long introduction, Adrian, how was it for you, 2020, the busiest year of your life? <laughs> well, you know, Lindsay, what I like is that you sort of caught yourself wondering if 2019 was indeed last year. Um, <laughs> oh, it was, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, we've had three years in this year. Hey? We had the first part of the year, which was, uh, oh, it's going to be tough, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll work our way through and things might get better. Then we had the middle part, which was an absolute horror show. Um, and I'm speaking for people generally or generically. And in this last part where things feel like there's a, a return to some semblance of normality, but we're still on the back foot. But it really is uh, a year of you know, at least, uh, I was going to say three halves, but that would be very bad maths. Hey? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a year of three thirds. Yes. And the first third telling your clients, this is awful, but uh, don't panic. The second third saying, yeah, don't worry about it because things are stabilizing. Don't panic, uh, but it's still not great. And the final third, which we're still in, of course, things are really, really good. But you have to temper that enthusiasm, don't you? But we'll get to that later on. Let's go, yeah, down, yeah. Let's go down the list. So NPC cuts rates on the 16th of January. Eskom announces load shedding on the 27th, uh, 17 days of load shedding in February. And we go on from there. Maybe pick out the highlights or lowlights of mm. 2020 from this uh, infographic that you've sent me. Well, you know, I think if if we just cast our minds back to the early part of the year, you know, I remember that first MPC announcement like it was yesterday, mm. um, where uh, we had that small interest rate cut and, you know, the sense was, Okay, you know, that's just to get a little bit of wind in the sails for the economy to, uh, you know, get a bit of momentum up as we head into what is going to be an anemic year. Um, we were talking about, uh, a treasury was forecasting, uh, just shy of 2% growth. We were talking about an uncomfortable budget deficit and, you know, it was, that was the mood. And then we were hit with that, uh, 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 news that people first uh, well it was very, sort of a bipolar reaction it was either well this is all a storm in a teacup nothing to talk here you know let's move on and uh, the other response was a uh, sort of end of world scenario and we've triangulated i think we've come to you know a circumstance where we've started to get uh, a, a more coherent uh, structures and systems for handling ourselves and managing the risks but uh, what it doesn't change is the impacts that have uh, happened to the economy. And those, uh, those impacts, well, there's an aeroplane that's uh, thankfully not signaling the end of the world. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, but those impacts have been 
severe. Uh, the word that ha has now become the most overtraded commodity is unprecedented. And yeah. uh, it really has been exactly that. If you think of the, that middle segment then where we had that spectacular sell-off um, the, the the graphic that you're referring to um, that's authored by uh, um, our chief investment officer, uh, Samantha Stain, and uh, investment analyst, Yanga Nozabele, talks about the middle of the year where you have that V-shaped market reaction, the steepest dive uh, in recent times, and then the equally steep recovery up. Uh, and Reserve banks responding globally, Reserve banks responding with uh, dramatic uh, interest rate uh, uh, and monetary policy action. Quantitative easing takes on a whole new dimension. Yes, and I mean, they, they did prop us up, didn't they? Uh, they did prop us up. When, when you look at these headlines on the infographic, you know, the first SA COVID case on March the 5th, and no one thought, too much about that. Mm. And the Fed cuts mm. interest rates by half a percent. The JSC, uh, a few days later, has the worst week in 21 years, shedding over 15 yeah. percent. State of disaster in South Africa. MPC cuts interest rates by one percent. We talked about the, the beginning of the year by a quarter. Then they get in and they really get stuck in like the rest of the world did with a one percent fall. So quantitative easing, SA style, if you like. 2.2 trillion comes from the US to stimulate the economy. And, and it goes on from there. And that was the end of it then, because that to me, I coined this phrase, the flash crash. That was like one of those flash crashes you see, which take minutes on the New York Stock Exchange or even the JSE occasionally. But this was a, a global flash crash because it's now not been forgotten, but it's been brushed aside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw a lovely uh, tweet somewhere around uh, 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 mid-year, which said, um, and you can see this sort of starting to assert itself in the South African chart that you're referring to, somewhere around the middle of the year, uh, S&P had recovered almost all of its uh, losses. And, yeah. you know, the tweet went, uh, I, I fell asleep at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I, I've slept through the first six months. I see the market is where we started. Has anything interesting happened? Yes. <laughs> like there's this almost entire divorce between market response and the economic uh, and social reality because make no mistake, you know, as we've worked our way through the second half of the year, which has been financially much better from a market perspective uh you see the rand recovering you see the jse uh, pushing into fresh territory helped by commodity prices uh but um uh you, you know make no mistake whilst the financial re recovery uh has been fairly bold the economic recovery is still very much uh, in a different uh, in a different location Dislocation. Exactly right. And uh, 2021 to me is going to be even more interesting than 2020, particularly the first uh, the first quarter, because we'll realize whether the enormous bounce back, the V-shaped bounce back we've had in GDP numbers and PMI numbers and also stock markets around the world 
can be sustained or whether this is just something that naturally had to happen off a low base. The big one to me, though, uh, throughout the year has been the RAND. It hit a record low on the 6th of April of 1935. As we speak, it's sort of flirting with going not to 18, not to 17, 16 or 15, which where it is at the moment, but it's threatening to <laughs> go to 14. 14. It's, it's unbelievable. It's a massive, yeah, yeah. massive rally, even by RAND standards. <laughs> well, yes, and not to flatter ourselves too much uh, uh, if we're RAND resident, um, because a lot of what's going on has got little to do with the RAND, and it's actually dollar weakness and the recovery, you know, as we've just been talking about, it's a recovery in global financial circumstances, which is risk on, we're happy owning emerging market assets, the RAND is a highly traded emerging market currency, uh, so the RAND is being used as a proxy for emerging market risk. And the blowout uh, that we saw in April to 19, as, uh, as um, stressful as that was, if you were a RAND holder, um, that also was overblown and it was arguably very unfair to uh, South Africa along with uh, the Brazilian Riaish, the Russian ruble, the Indian rupee also all sold off spectacularly, and that was overdone. So what we're seeing uh, with Iran making its way from 19 back to this 14-ish territory, you know, in some part is uh, recovering unfairly or unjustifiably lost ground. But then uh, there is some part that is about dollar weakness and and about a recovery in uh, global emerging market appetite, which I think we should welcome uh, as we go into 2021, because that's going to be uh, perhaps an alternative to interest rate cuts that South Africa so desperately uh, needed or benefited from in the past year. Those can't be repeated. They can't be repeated. What can't be repeated as well is the GDP numbers that I went through today. <laughs> I mean, let's just, I mean, the headline numbers, previous number minus 52%, and uh, mm. the number today plus 66%. You can't make anything of this. But I think what we'll, we're yeah. going to look back at 2020, once the data is collated uh, early next year, is that the South African economy may have shrunk by anything between 75 and 8.5%. Will it recover in 2021 to maybe growing 1, 1.5, 2%, or will it still stay at these sort of low levels? And even if it does recover to 1.5, 2% plus, that's off a much lower base than we've been used to. Mm. Uh, so the, the damage that has been done in the economy is a complete dislocation from the damage that has been done in the markets because the markets have just come straight back. So the two different things, the old Main Street versus Wall Street story. Yeah, Lindsay, and I think the, you know, the, the, the real challenge that faces South Africa is we agree with you uh, in our forecast, which we uh, got in place fairly early on in the crisis was we expected the economy to contract by 9%, or I can be even more exact and tell you our forecast is 9.1. Mm. And we've been there for most of the year. Uh, set the economy at 100 and then take 9% off it. That makes your economy equal to about 91 in size. Now you allow that 91 to grow by 3 or 4%. That only gets you back to 94 or 95 and then you need to, to grow another uh, uh, three, four, five percent uh, to start to get, uh, scratch at the 100 territory. So 
losing 10% um, in an economy and then having a recovery year of three or four means that we won't be remotely close to where we finished 2019 unless we've got two or three years of 4% growth back to back. And South Africa yeah. is not built for that. So unfortunately, I think we find ourselves in the absence of structural reform in very, very difficult economic territory. And, and it just underlines the importance of policymakers getting on with those structural reforms that have been on the table for so long. Yeah, going to this part of the year, there's been a massive bounce back in South Africa, Inc., when it comes to the JSC Securities Exchange, mm. you know, trading statements and operational updates and results uh, showing that, uh, yeah, things have bounced back. But as I said, uh, to me, the, the key is the first quarter of 2021. Will that be maintained or or even uh, embellished upon, or will it just be a flatliner? My view is it'll probably just be a flatliner, uh, given the fact that that's uh, reliant on the internet national markets being nice and stable. But just to throw in a minor event, we had the US election as well. And the world <laughs> the world got through that, or certainly the market world got through it. The social economic world, socio-economic world, didn't so much because it's caused enormous turmoil. Mm. But anyway, markets don't care. Well, you know, as that chart shows, um, uh, the, the market was met on that Monday morning with uh, the double double pluses or double whammies of uh, the announced uh, Biden-Harris victory and uh, the vaccination. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, in what has been an exceptionally difficult year, I think uh, Biden and Harris bring far more coherent, uh, uh, collaborative, cooperative policy to the world international order uh, that's been missing for some time. And uh, uh, the presence of a vaccine, uh, we know that it's not going to be shared equally and that uh, 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 there will be um, uh, implications for the movement of people and the thawing and recovery of economies depending on the distribution of that vaccine. But, um, uh, you know, these are two silver linings uh, around a very, very dark uh, 2020 cloud, uh, a year that I think many people uh, will wish gone quickly. Yes. Very, very seldom that we wish time away, but boy, uh, we wave this one goodbye <laughs> cheerily. Yes, we really do. 2021, are you looking forward to it, given the backdrop of 2020? <laughs> well, what what I won't do is I won't be tempted into any forecasts because uh, mm. what uh, what 2020 reminded us of, you know, when we sit at the end, around about this time of the year is when we start thinking about what does the next year look like, right? Um, and this was this was on no one's radars. I think it just really underlines the importance of uh, building investment portfolios that are uh, equipped to tolerate uncertainty, unknowability. Um, that isn't your question. Uh, you know, your question is about, am I looking forward to 2021? Yes. And I, I think from, uh, from a range of aspects, uh, absolutely. The, the, the one aspect that I, that, that I find most encouraging is the recovery of investment confidence globally and the uh, return of some degree of coherence and sanity to global policy making and i think that those are two great starting uh, components that could make for a much better 21 than 20. 
Let's hope so. Adrian, thanks so much for your time this evening and all year. That's Dr. Adrian Saville, who is the founder and CEO of Canon Asset Managers. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.